everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. The Blazers are toast, but game is going to get paid. Damian Lillard will become eligible for a Supermax contract extension this summer. If he's named to one of all the NBA All-Star teams there, it's almost a lock that he will, and the Blazers are anticipating to oblige him. The two sides expected to come to terms on a four-year, $191 million Supermax extension. The point guard a lock for an All-NBA nod after averaging 25.8 and 6.9 0.9 assists in regular season action. Lillard, who turns 29 this summer, has two years and $62 million remaining on his existing contract with Portland. NBA playoff action tonight. Toronto playing host to Milwaukee, 8.30 tonight. The Bucks now laying three points over under up to 217.5. Money line, Bucks minus 60. Raptors plus 40. Milwaukee up 2-1 to one in the series. Live series price odds, Bucks minus 600. Raps plus 400. Western Conference winner uh, Golden State back to their fifth straight championship final. There are odds to win it all, minus 240. The New England Patriots veteran core isn't finished yet. The Patriots assigned receiver Julian Edelman to a two-year $18 million contract extension. That includes an $8 million signing bonus and $12 million guaranteed money. Fresh off that Super Bowl MVP honor, the 32-year-old receives a deal that will keep him in New England through the 2021 season. Edelman is a former college quarterback at Kent State and landed with New England as a seventh-round draft pick in 2009. He's one of the NFL's best slot receivers, catching 74 balls for 850 yards and six TDs, even after serving a four-game suspension to start the year. The Tampa Bay Bucks lost Gerard McCoy yesterday, but they're nearing a one-year deal with former Ram defensive tackle Ndamukong Sue, selected as number two overall by the Detroit Lions in 2010. Sue has been a monster in his pro career. The 32-year-old starting 142 games over nine years, recording 56 sacks, and he has three first-team All-Pro NFL nods. Josh Jones of the Green Bay Packers wants out. The safety is skipping voluntary off-season activities in hopes of being traded, this according to ESPN. Jones's future was thrown into question after the Pack acquired Adrian Amos from the rival Chicago Bears. The former second-round pick started only five games last year. And for the first time in more than four decades, the Buffalo Bills have uh, issued O.J. Simpson's number 32 to another player. So far, running back Sonoris Perry, who joined the Bills in March after spending the last two seasons with Miami, has been wearing O.J.'s number 32 in off-season workouts. O.J. asked about it. He says he's got no issue with the Bills giving out his famous number. Simpson winning four rushing titles with the Buffalo Bills from 1969 to 1977. More bad news for the San Jose Sharks in Game 6 of the Western Final in the NHL playoffs tonight versus the Blues. S.J. Sharkey will be without all-star defenseman Eric Carlson, talented forward Thomas Hurdle, he's also out, and leader of the team Joe Pavelski, a game-time decision. All of these guys totally banged up right now. They could be shorthanded. Blues laying 65 cents, total 5.5. St. Louis leads the best-of-seven series 3-2. to two. They can lock up a trip to the Stanley Cup Final with a win tonight. The Bruins, they await the winner uh, right now, and they are minus 150 live bets to win the Stanley Cup. We got 15 games on the MLB board tonight. Wow, early time, 6-10. Oakland at Cleveland, Tribe laying 30, total 8.5. Bassett versus Bauer. We got 14 more games at 7 p.m. and on. Three at 7.05. We'll get to these ones. The Yankees, 265 at Baltimore, 9.5. Herman Kashner. Colorado, minus 25 at Philly. Marquez versus Archer. Good news in Philly. Coors Field rocked by snow midway through May. Crazy pitchers we saw today. We got the Cubs taking on the, the Phillies. Cubs minus 147 and a half. Eflin and Quintana, 707. Actually, we got Boston minus 145 at Toronto, 8.5. Rodriguez and Stroman, three more at 710. Miami at Detroit. Pick'em, 7.5. Smith and Turnbull. The Dodgers playing 40 cents at Tampa Bay. Kershaw and Wood, 
Washington at the Mets. New York, a buck 47 and a half. Beattie versus Wheeler, 740. We got Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Brew Crew, minus 149. Gray and Gonzalez, 805 action. Seattle and Texas. Rangers, minus a buck 30. Total, 11 and a half. Malone and Lynn, 810. Chicago at Houston. Astros, minus 370. Total, 8.5. Kobe versus Verlander. Kansas City and St. Louis. Cards, minus 180. Interleague action, total 9. Bailey and Waka, 945 Atlanta, 15 cents at San Fran, Tehran and Anderson, total eight. Minnesota taking on the Angels, Halos minus 120. We got this game total of nine. 10 10 action, Arizona minus 115 at San Diego. The Padres, total in this game seven. Renke versus Strom, should be a good one there. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned as Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio, Long Island Rage. George Kurtz will drop by. Jeff Nadu will have some laughs and break down the betting board as well. Pretty good night last night. Stick around, everybody. Hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. I have Gabe Morenci from the Tower and Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart on this Tuesday afternoon, a sunny Tuesday afternoon in New York, New York. Um, it doesn't really matter what the weather in Toronto is uh, today, as long as the Toronto Raptors uh, get it done uh, this evening. As they won in the rain on uh, Sunday night, they look for another dramatic uh, victory uh, this evening to uh, even the series up at uh, two. Uh, Cam, the stakes are high, just as they are for the St. Louis Blues. Yes. Um, as the St. Louis Blues, they don't want to be going back uh, to San Jose and you know, and dealing with the Sharks in a, in a Game Seven setting. Just as uh, the Toronto Raptors can't be going back to Milwaukee down three-one, and the Bucks don't want to be going back to Wisconsin tied at two. You said it, man. I'll tell you something. The Blues. They could put an end to this right away. You saw the her, hearing the update. Carlson out for the Sharks. Hurdle out for the Sharks. Pavelski, game time decision. The Blues methodically beating these guys down. And San Jose knows, hey, they got to find a way to win tonight and get those guys healthy for game seven. So the Blues, they're the Sharks smelling blood in the water right now, Gabe. The killer whales attacking SJ Sharky. They got to go in there and eat them up tonight or else there's going to be big problems. Yeah, what's the guy's name from, uh, from Jaws? Roy, uh, Roy Schreider. Roy Schreider. <laughs> Is it Roy Schreider? Great name. Hey, Roy Schreider here. <laughs> pretty, um, or, pretty normal name. <laughs> Roy Schreider. Jaws. Uh, Roy. Very sunny here too, Gabe, as a meteorologist and an update yeah, Roy Schreider. fantasy sports. Roy Schreider. Uh, very yeah, sunny. Yeah, Roy, 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 Roy Schreider. They won in the rain on Sunday. I can tell you something. It is beautiful and hot today. Cooking uh, my house is like 26 degrees in the townhome. That means it's real hot outside. I got the windows blasted and open and still sweating. Great conditions. So basically, like the St. Louis Blues, they need to take like the um, like the um, like the propane tank or whatever whatever the tank was. Harpoon. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, got harpoon it. and a tank to blow blow the sharks up. Hard to yes. kill a shark, Cam. Hard to kill a shark. S.J. Sharky, they don't play around. Uh, S.J. Sharkey's teeth are very sharp, but I'll tell you something about the Blues' hypnotic notes. They make fish fall asleep. That's what they do. The Blues are going to play a note with the waves across the ocean. S.J. Sharkey gets hypnotized, and then, boom, in comes propane 
and harpoons. Bye-bye, is sharks. Shark, is a shark a fish? Yeah, I think it's actually a mammal. I hate this. I think I think it is. I think it is a fish. I, I consider it a fish, but it's really not. But yeah, so I think fish music has gills. Is, right? I, I say yeah, fish, but yeah, fish hey, got hey, gills. Uh, mammals got yeah. like you know little blowholes. Yeah, but sharks got gills. They don't got blowholes. Whales got blowholes. So I don't know if that's blowholes. just the that's the prerequisite. Yeah, whale, whale, gills, whales gills. are mammals. You're right though. Gills uh, gills are mostly on fish. Yeah, I mean yeah. If the, if the fish has gills, then it's a fish. You know, if it uh, has a blowhole, it's a mammal, guys, baby. He's an expert on gills and divorces, Blowholes, blowholes, gills, and divorces. Come yeah, yeah, gang. Settle, settle down. What do you know? You're not, you're not even married. What do you know? <laughs> Game time decisions Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions. But he played our radio. A fantasy sports our radio network. Hi, I'm Gabriel Morantz of the Ranger Redhead Camp. Stuart with us. We've got a full show here today. Big Man on Campus will join us uh, a little bit uh, later on. Uh, Big Man on Campus. We've got um, Coach Nick, B ball breakdown. We spoke to Coach Nick uh, this morning. George Kurtz will step up and in in a minute. Um, I'm just scrolling through my phone right now on Twitter yeah. as uh, it's easier to read off my phone than it is computer right now. Holy crap. How much scrolling do I have to do? Screw nice. off. God, I hate yeah. modern technology. So do I. Um, yeah, scroll, scroll, scroll. It's like looking oh, at Cam's golf bats. I got to keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah, Gabe, it's only a 32 pack this week. I've really slowed down in that area. Okay, so, and uh, we'll bring Kurtz in in a second. See, the good thing about this is I can, uh, you know, you can magnify the picture and everything. I can, like, really get get a, get a feel for this. Otherwise, I'd really be squinting and lean, leaning in here. So, it was it's the Electric uh, electric Daisy Carnival. Do you know what the Electric Daisy Carnival is, Kim? Sounds like a music festival, Gabe. Yes, sir, the EDC. It's like a rave type of thing. Oh, yeah. Seriously, Glow hot sticks. chicks. Yeah, Lots yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Over under on knapsacks, a million and a half. Over under on glow sticks, two point five million. Uh, drugs, yeah. prevalent. Over yes. over under hits of uh, ecstasy taken, four point two million. I'll take our the boy over. Darsh likes this stuff. He's gone to this a few yeah. times. Yeah, he's a different breed. Don't let it, so, don't let his uh, innocent looks fool you. He likes to creep around festivals. So yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> That's why I can't go to these things. It's just too, no, it's too much. You're a creeper. It was crazy. Yeah, I, was yeah, watching, yeah. I, was, I was actually watching some... Look at some, a bunch uh, of 18-year-old chicks in bikinis and sparkles. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy, Gabe. I was watching this uh, after the games last night. We did pretty well, too. Congratulations on going perfect. It was a nice night. I, I taped my old uh, you know, 2020s in Dateline, and oh, my God, the guy in the jury looked exactly like you, like dead ringer. He was from Brooklyn, <laughs> too. 
and he lied about some like testimony and stuff like that. And then the guy in jail's mom like tried to bang him to get information from him to go to the cops to say he tricked me. Yeah, he was, he was getting like free weed from her and wine. What a story. Yeah, he's the, I think the guy's still in jail in New York there, but you look like juror number eight, man. He's from Brooklyn. <laughs> I like that juror number eight. <laughs> juror yeah, we'll number eight. <laughs> of course, uh, yes. uh, Elliot of the Cowboys got, got into it, and I'm sure that yes, made uh, George Kurtz happy. I don't know how you're a fan of these, this team, George. Yeah. You're George such a straight cut. guy. You don't, you don't drink. You don't smoke. You're, you're a fan of a bunch of thugs. I got to tell you, man, uh, if, if Twitter was around or Instagram, if, Facebook, if any of these uh, social media sites were around in the 90s, you know, with Michael Irvin, uh, Mark Tuanay, and everything else was going on there, I don't know what would have happened to that team back then because they were doing even more than what's going <laughs> oh, on yeah, here. Right. Elliot's just an idiot. I mean, why, I don't understand what these players don't realize. Everybody has a camera. Everybody has a camera. Everything you do is getting on film. I mean, uh, and they keep making the same mistakes over and over again. It's... Uh, I think it's, it's really, you know, it's disappointing more than anything else. All right, let's get, um, let's get, let's get right into the, the important uh, part of this. So, obviously, so we, we talked a lot about, we talked about the Atlanta Falcons and, and how cool Arthur Blank is and the, the business attitude and the model of charge people a dollar for a Coke, you know, two bucks for a hot dog, whatever. Like, you know, the, you go to an Atlanta Falcon game or in Atlanta, a soccer game, FC, you know, like the hot dog fries and Coke combos, four ninety nine. A beer is like four bucks, three bucks, four bucks, whatever. Excellent. Like excellent. Everything's everything is sort of old school prices. They don't gouge you. He just doesn't lose money on it. He's basically just breaking even, you know. But it's smart because if you don't feel ripped off, you have goodwill towards the organization and you also have more money in your pocket, then you'll buy an Atlanta Falcon hat on the way out or a T shirt or or more tickets, etc. Um, so the EDC obviously is not the Atlanta Falcons yet. We talk about expensive prices at games. Um, what do you think it, how, what, what do they do at the EDC? So, uh, Cam, um, let's yep. get into some of the prices here. We'll see if George Kurtz, like we know George, George is not paying these prices because no, you know, George, George Kurtz. Well, we'll see what you say about this. So we'll start with you, George. How much do you think about Like, have you bought a bottle of vodka in the last, like, uh, 20 years? Christmas holidays? Not me personally. Coming over? But I've been with my wife when she's bought a bottle of vodka. My wife uh, likes her uh, martinis and stuff like that. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, there we go. So I know an I, I have an idea of How a much do you think? So they, you can buy a full bottle. They have bottle service. You buy a, buy a full bottle here at the EDC Festival. Kettle one. Bottle of, bottle Ooh, of vodka, Cam. The good Kettle stuff. Kettle one. Why, what you, what do you, think they charge you should be having like the Prince Igor game. I don't know why they're going to the good stuff. Crazy. Yeah, what's your take? Yeah, how George? much do you think a bottle of Kettle One goes for? Play the prices right. I have right. a funny feel. Hold I have a funny feel. The answer here is going to. I'm going to say 350. Hey, Yang. Yang. 350. Okay, Yang. Um, get, some, uh, get the. Uh, get like uh, Jeopardy music. Or, yeah, Jeopardy's good. Do, do, do. Do, or do, Price is do, Right. Do, da, 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 da. Just do, bunch of Price is Right theme song on YouTube. Okay, we'll get the Price is Right going here. Is it my guess? Yang throws out, Yang throws out 350. All right, hold on, Cam. We'll get waiting for the music here. Hopefully, we don't have to wait too long, Yang. That's why I was going to give you the guess. They get divorced with this guy. It takes forever. I know. Yang at divorce court. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 
There we go. There go. Great job. Hey. All right. Good go, Yang. Okay, contestant number one, Yang. Yang says $350 for a bottle of Kettle One. George, contestant number two from Long Island, New York. George, what do you think a bottle of uh, vodka needs to well, the way you're playing this up, man, I'm going higher. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 410. I'm going to go 410. Higher than 350. 410. 410. Cam, I think they both Las shot Vegas. over. I think they went over in the showcase game. I'm going to say 240. The actual price for a bottle of vodka at the EDC in Las Vegas this past weekend was 725 dollars. That means yeah. George, that means George wins. <laughs> Uh, Holy, seven twenty-five. Seven twenty-five. <laughs> you could get bottle service. All like, think about it, Gabe. We've been to some like crazy clubs in the past when we had the. You suits. could buy a bottle of vodka and bang six hookers for this price. That's a crazy. That's wow. Seven hundred bucks. All right, bottle of tequila, Don Julio. Don Julio. Gang, how much is a bottle of Don Julio? But cut one being seven fifty. I'm gonna say. Uh, 800. I'm going to say 751. 751. 751. <laughs> that sounds excited. Happy to be here, Bob. Uh, damn. How much? Don Julio. 650? Yeah. All right. Uh, Cam's going 650 and 751. Uh, you know what? I'll play the game the way it should be played. I'll go a dollar. Just in case they... Uh, they shot over. I think they're probably right, but I'll, I'll go with dollar. I'll take all the unders. $1,300. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. Literally, oh, I've nice. lost every showcase by 600 plus on two guys. Okay, gas- now let's get let's get something into uh, for, for Cam here. This is I'm more brutal. relatable. Beer. All right, so this is beer. You can't buy one beer. You got to buy six. Okay, six beers? How much is six Coronas? Six Coronas, a buck, 150 bucks. 80 bucks. Oh, okay. So they're getting, that's where the value is with the beer. The beer. Six the beer's the value. Under 20 bucks a beer. 50 bucks. Yeah, it's like 14 bucks a beer. It's not that bad yeah, compared so, to everything yeah, else. Actually, 15, 30, 45, 60, 75. Yeah, so it's 16 bucks a beer. That's a good deal right. at this dump festival. What a uh, Red Bull, a six pack of Red Bull, 70 bucks. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. How much, how much charge would be fair for six waters? Smart water. All right, so uh, we said 14, it was $14 a beer. You said a couple of dollars less. I'll say $11 a bottle. Give me 66 I'll say yeah. 75 Yeah, good call, Kev. $75 for a six-pack of water. Hey, nailed it. Oh, he, got, Ooh, he, we're back. he got it exactly. He wins everything. Thank you, George. I need everything. <laughs> Champagne's like 2000 bucks. And then, honestly, all right, that's what, is this where Ezekiel Elliott's hanging out at? He's, he's got the yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, wow, they have, we'll tell you on the other side, they have the, uh, they have an all-day, all-day package. You get 12 bottles of rosé, Dom Perignon. 25,000. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thanks, bad. Game time decision. Good heat rage radio. I'm David Branson, throw down to Red Redhead Cam Stewart, George Kurtz uh, with us. Big man on campus will join us later. We've got um, uh, Coach Nick. Uh, me, me and Ranieri spoke to Coach Nick uh, earlier this morning. Always good catching up with uh, with the coach. We talked some basketball. Uh, quick NFL hit before we get into the hockey game uh, tonight with Kurtz. And uh, then the 5 o'clock hour is the show. Uh, goes on because uh, Colonel Kurtz, Colonel Kurtz, um, can break down this Blue Shark game. We can talk about the Yankees, maybe little Mets uh, as well. Uh, but Colonel Kurtz uh, will not be watching the Raptor Buck game tonight. He'll be watching the hockey game uh, tonight. So we'll get into the hockey. But before we do, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, Sceneries Perry, uh, Sceneries Perry. Signed with the Buffalo Bills. This guy is, um, he's bounced around. He's been on a bunch of teams. That's what's kind of even saying weirder about this, that he's just kind of a nobody. But nevertheless, he signed a contract with the Buffalo Bills. And um, he asked if he could wear number 32. Of course, O.J. Simpson's jersey. O.J. Simpson's jersey has not been worn since 1977. It is yes. not retired, the jersey officially. But it's kind of strange because O.J. Simpson is on the uh, the Ring of Fame in Buffalo, and they never took him down. But Perry will be wearing number 32 uh, this year if he makes the team. Cam, your take? Should should somebody be wearing O.J. Simpson's jersey, and should the Buffalo Bills be letting somebody wear O.J. Simpson's jersey? I couldn't care less about the Bills' jersey struggling, Gabe. Sonoris Perry, yeah, sure, he's wearing the jersey. He came there. He also, uh, O.J. Simpson, they asked him, he says he didn't care, so I have no problem with it. He's already on the ring of fame, 32. I know O.J. did a lot of great things with the Bills before the uh, infamous incidents, but you know what? I got no problem with it. I know you'd hope it would be somebody a little bit better than Sonoris Perry, but uh, I really don't think it's an issue at all. O.J. gave him the thumbs up. That's all I need. Thumbs up to Perry. No problem. Well, O.J. OJ's not happy, but... I'm looking at it from a different angle, Cam. I'm not looking at it about it from O.J. Simpson's feelings. George, your take? I don't mind what Cam said. I don't. But I, there's one line in what he said is what I'm going to harp on. I don't care about somebody wearing his number. But I think if I'm the Buffalo Bills, it has to be somebody worthwhile. Good. Not Senores Perry. I think it needs to be a top prospect. Or if they, you know, if they were to trade for a little Sean McCoy or start a little Sean McCoy title player now, and he wanted to wear 32 because he always did. I'm good with that. I think you could sell that. But I don't think, as we all know, what, you know whatever you believe at O.J. Simpson, terrible and all that. If on the Bills, what he did for you was still memorable. You haven't taken his name down from the ring. If you took his name down from the ring, I would have a completely different take on this. But you haven't. I said, I don't mind the, any, a player wearing it. I don't. But I think it has to be somebody sort of uh, a better player. Maybe not a great player, but it can't be Senorese Perry. I, I would need a better player. 
for my and I brought it up that it's Seniors Perry that is dumb, only because now you have people talking about this, and quite frankly, I think the Buffalo Bills look like idiots and morons in this, and you have people talking about this, and he's not even going to make the team. This guy, we already have 16 running backs, right? We have 16 running backs that are the same age of OJ Simpson, I believe, and Gore and McCoy. Uh, why don't we might as well sign OJ at this point in time? But my point is, OJ Simpson's jersey and that number 32 and the Buffalo Bill jersey, that's like a house in which, like, you know, something bad happened in. You know what I mean? A murder? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and what do they do? They it's knock those houses down. They knock yeah. those houses down. I don't think anybody should wear it. And not out of deference to to O.J. Simpson and not that, oh, it's O.J. Simpson and he was a great player. No one should wear his number. But I don't think anybody should wear it. It should just be gone. It should just be gone. Yeah, forgotten about. Never spoken of again. The number 32 doesn't exist. It's like a monorail in the Simpsons. There ain't no monorail. There never was. And at at the monorail cafe. (laughs) There ain't no monorail. There never was. Yeah. Is it, you know, or you could say, well, they're moving on and, and, and whatnot, but, you know, now it's going to be in a rotation. Because, like I said, so this guy probably is not going to make the team even. And then somebody else will ask to wear it down the road. But number two, I'll ask you, George, first, why would, why would somebody want to wear the number 32 Buffalo Bill jersey? Well, my first question might be I would want to ask Perry this. Uh, are you aware of who wears 32 with Buffalo? I mean, we've seen, players nowadays are ignorant of the past, of all the history, right? I mean, we've seen this before where players have asked for numbers. They, what do you mean you want to wear three for the Yankees? That's, that's Babe Ruth. You know, this, this has happened before. That's an example, by the way. No one ever, ever asked. I'm just pointing it out. We, I've seen he this He wore the number times. 32 in college. Correct. Still, you have to know you're not wearing it with Buffalo. You're not wearing 22 and the, with And Dallas. the thing is, he never got the chance to wear it before. <laughs> My guess is he was just unaware. Well, I mean, why would you want to wear yeah, it? You'd be associated with O.J. Simpson. He, he was talking about you and O.J. Simpson. And he, got number, he got number 32 with the Bears, and uh, he didn't stick with the Bears. The Dolphins, he wore number 34 because 32 is Kenyon Drake. So now, you know, it was, had nothing to do with O.J. Simpson. It had to do with him just wearing a number 32. So he was unaware. Well, now he's aware. If I were no, him, I, I would want to he was I'd find another He just doesn't care. We're 23. He knows about O.J. Simpson. But yeah. he asked. He asked the Bills, is it retired or did you guys, what did you do with it? And the Bills were like, no one really asked ever. No one's worn it since 1977. And they said, no, it's not retired. And they, he asked, can I wear it? And they said, yes. I personally, if the Bills, I would have said no. I just want to say, no, no, no. Yeah, no. this yeah, is on the Bills. He, this isn't on Perry. If he wants to wear 32 and, and he wore that he play at Louisville, you do all this stuff, he's just doing what he wants to do. This could have been easily, easily been quashed by the Bills to say, hey, buddy, you ever looked at the Ring of Honor? That's O.J. Simpson. He was like one of the, the, the best running back in our franchise, four rushing titles between 69 and 77. This isn't on Perry, Gabe. This is on the Bills. They could have easily just said, no, this isn't happening, but they didn't. Then they he passed that test. And then he asks OJ, and OJ says, well, you know what? Who cares? Wear it. So it's on the Bills organization. OJ's not happy about this, Cam, though. He didn't say who cares. <laughs> no, I say who cares. I'm just saying he, they, the Bills could have stopped yeah. this, right? It's very simple. You said it. Like, they could have just basically said, no, 
you can't wear that number, but he gets past that line of, OJ of communication Simpson. there, right? OJ Simpson said it's fine with him. Uh-huh. And then, you know, read between the lines. They could do whatever they want to do, you know, type of thing. Now, the fact is, and Mike Blewett on Twitter brought up a very good point earlier. And, George, the thing that's amazing about this is the fact that his jersey was never retired, actually. Mm-hmm. He only he only allegedly killed two people in 1994. <laughs> do they retire jerseys on a regular that, basis That's in what the NFL. his trial was 94, my bad, when he got off. Do they retire the jerseys on a regular? Think about it. In the NFL, I mean, I'm a Cowboy fan. The Cowboys have never yes. retired 88. They could have retired Bruce it to Drew Smith. Pearson. They certainly should have retired it yes. after Michael Irvin, but they haven't. Des Bryant wears it. There's somebody wearing it now. I don't think Bruce in the NFL Smith's you can retire numbers retired. as easily because, remember, in the NFL you don't have Jim numbers Kelly's 0 to 99 tired. available. That's a good yeah, point, George. But, but, you only have so many numbers, right? Like a You have position groups, gonna... right. You have position yeah. groups, so it's tough to retire yeah. numbers. So I think they're the numbers you take out of service. Like, no one will ever wear 22 for Dallas. What I don't think anyone will wear 33 for Dallas, but they can't retire all of them. So I wonder if that plays a part in here, too. But bottom line is, uh, I mean, if, if, Buffalo, if you're right about Jim Kelly, and maybe quarterbacks are a little different because we love quarterbacks, right? They're, their numbers are right. Akers not retired. Starbucks not retired. Yeah. You know, but if you're right, if they also, retired one number, then I might ask, why haven't they retired Simpson before? Also, Even before 94, also, why didn't they retire it? Look at Jim Kelly's communic- uh, the way he lives his life. He, Gabe, you know this. He's a staple of the Buffalo community. He still lives there. He hosts those events at Big Tree. A great He's point. a cancer, sur- cancer survivor. He does all that work he does with the hospital after surviving. He has embraced the Western New York community where most people just piss on it and go wherever they live in Texas or wherever the hell they go afterwards. The big difference, he actually like still makes Buffalo. He's, he's a mainstay there, and he gets the respect within the community. O.J. Simpson would be all over the Bills now if the Bills welcomed him back, but the Bills aren't uh, going to yeah. welcome back. My guess would be, I mean, look, remember O.J., when the Bills made the playoffs two years ago, the, the morning of the game, he tweeted out a picture of him wearing a Bills jersey. I think it was a McCoy jersey. Remember on Halloween, he dresses himself. He was giving candy to kid. <laughs> that's, O.J. That's, that's the, the Bills. Best. It's me. <laughs> but, Happy Halloween. You know what? I would say... I would say the reason that it wasn't retired would be Ralph Wilson. Ralph Wilson owned the team. He was the one in control of that stuff. And O.J. Simpson and Ralph Wilson were tight. You know, like O.J. left Buffalo after. They didn't leave on the best of terms. And it was really Ralph Wilson's fault. He didn't want to pay anybody. Right? O.J. Uh, you know, put it in his, uh, in his book about the Buffalo Bills, not the book about If I Did It, the other book. <laughs> um, he put it in his book that, Ralph Wilson told him that he doesn't want to win a Super Bowl. He goes, if I win a Super Bowl, I'm going to have to pay everybody. He goes, it's fine the way it is, uh, basically. It speaks volumes. And then O.J. went to San Francisco after the fact. But it's also no secret. O.J. sort of plays Buffalo up in the same way he played the black community up, in which, you know, O.J. went and played the race car during the trial. And, you know, Johnny Cochran and everything, when in, in the actuality, OJ was very sort of, uh, you know, he was a big sellout as far as the black community was concerned, right? And now it's the same thing. Like, he never liked Buffalo. Like, when he, he got drafted there, he complained behind the yeah. scenes, and he, he, he wanted the hell out of there. And so now he's like, oh, I've always loved Buffalo. You know, when it's kind of weird, that trial was just so bizarre and crazy. But 
they convinced for one reason or another uh, Judge Ito to let the jury go to OJ's house. <laughs> okay, it really had nothing to do with anything. But so they brought him to the house, and it's hilarious. So they go to the house before. We'll hit this on the other side with OJ, and then we'll get uh, George Kurtz's hockey pick. But that's okay. a funny story about OJ and who his friends really were. Game time decisions. And eat great radio. Free. Cheaper than EDC. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. The Warriors swept the Blazers last night, becoming the first team to reach five straight NBA Finals since Bill Russell's Celtics did it 53 years ago. If you have your NBA future bets in, go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to 1000 bucks. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet by. For example, in the NFL, you bet the Giants minus three. They win by 10, cover the spread by seven. You'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to 1000 bucks today. A great, uh, great promo. Two risk-free bets up to $1,000. Promo code GRID. Promo code uh, grid. So yeah, we'll get we'll move uh, forward from the OJ uh, stuff. But um, yeah, so as I was dating, so they went to his house, and so Johnny Cochran. I don't know how the hell like Judge Edo was an idiot, right? So he didn't let Cochran do whatever the hell he wanted. So Cochran's like, yeah, let's go to the house, and basically he wanted to show the length of the fence because they said that OJ climbed the fence and blah blah blah, getting out of the limo and all this stuff. Um. Because O.J. said that, you know, he wasn't, you know, basically O.J. said he was at home, right, when this happened. And a limo picked him up to take him to Chicago. And the limo driver was, like, ringing the doorbell and actually saw O.J. Simpson climb over the back fence, like, looking <laughs> sketchy. See ya! And then, and, then came, and then O.J. answered the door, like, oh, sorry, I was in the shower. And the driver's thinking, I just saw you, like, climb through the yard, OJ. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so anyways, they went to the house, and, you know, they wanted to show, oh, how could he have known who it was, and it could have been anyone, blah, blah, blah. So they go in the house and stuff, but before they went to the house, uh, Johnny Cochran and the legal team went to OJ's house to clean it up or whatever. And they get to OJ's house, and there's nothing but pictures of OJ and white people on the wall. <laughs> yes. It's like OJ with Ronald Reagan. <laughs> OJ and, and Bob Hope. You know what I mean? Like, it's like OJ with like white blonde shit. It was like just OJ with only white people. They were like, there's not, it was like do the right thing. They're like, there wasn't a brother on the wall anywhere. And it was just like, you know, and Johnny Cochran's like, this isn't good. Like, we've got a black jury that we're trying to convince that OJ's get played because of the race. And they look on the wall and they see OJ hanging out with Lonnie Anderson and Ronnie Reagan. It's not going to look good, right? Awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so he's Johnny Cochran's like, all right, get all this stuff off the wall. 
they took it all off the wall and he told uh, he told his crew go to my office and take all the things from my office and Johnny Cochran had like pictures of Africa <laughs> Johnny Cochran had all this African art and and pictures and everything and he put it up on the wall all over. They redecorated OJ's house to make it look like he was a black, like hardcore, you know, African stuff on the wall and ancestry stuff. So when the black jury walked the house, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sort of was like an inside, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's getting screwed by the white guy here, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not a judge, George, but. I don't know in what world that an attorney would be allowed to go like redecorate like the suspect's house. You know what I mean? Like it actually influenced the jury. Like it really did. Like OJ's, uh, you know, the, one of the attorneys that oh, Johnny Cochran's dead now, but one of the assistant attorneys, uh, Carl, uh, Carl something, did a great interview in the 30 for 30. And there's another, he's been very open about it. And he basically stated like they, they were even shocked that he don't let him do it and how it framed OJ because of those pictures. But, yeah, it was, it was crazy. O.J. with Ronald Reagan, O.J. with Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> it's not what, not what Cochran wanted to see. <laughs> For those who weren't around then, man. Uh, it, I, actually, I was watching a basketball game when I first saw the, uh, the white Bronco on the freeway there. Yeah. I think it was Nixon's Detroit. Oh, because it was the Knicks. It was the finals. Yeah. yeah. It was the, it was the finals, right? Nixon, was, was it Detroit? I think it might have been. No, it could have been. It was finals. It could have been Detroit. But it was oh, definitely when Knicks were on, and I was watching that. And uh, yeah, just the whole case was weird. You know, if I'm on that jury, though, and you bring me to someone's house, I know they've cleaned it. I know they've cleansed it. I mean, come on. You know, I think the only reason why you would ever do that, you, you already said, Gabe, why were, we, why, why were they going to, uh, to OJ's house? That's not where the crime was committed. What did that have to do with anything? That was strange. You know, if you yeah, bring me to the house where the crime was committed and I, you, you let me see certain things, I might like that more. Point, you, you wouldn't think that they changed the artwork, though. I'd go, wow, the carpet's Sure, I would. I assume they change everything. I'm sorry. I would assume they built a brand new freaking house. <laughs> I would never assume that anything's uh, someone who's rich like this, uh, a child like this. I got to be honest with you. If I went to somebody's house and I just see pictures, I, I'd say maybe those are the pictures. I, I wouldn't. I'd be thinking about other stuff. Like if I saw like a stain where there's a blood stain or whatever, I wouldn't think about them changing artwork. But I don't know. Maybe you're uh, shrewder but than the, me. But that's or, not where the crime was committed. That's the point. My first thought would be, why the hell are we going here? Yeah, it's such. Why do I care where this where this guy lives? It's such. But I, I wouldn't care. Yeah. In my mind, as far as that whole trial, if I was on a jury, I think he was guilty of sin, but. The, the one thing with defense, the defense did was they proved the police had misconduct here, and there was issues all over the place. Sure. I'd have probably voted, and I'd have probably voted innocent too, because I think the I think what happened is the police didn't realize they had as much evidence as they did, and they thought they they probably thought they did have to plant it to make sure, so they did, and then he goes, "Oh crap, we didn't need to do this," you know, then it all unraveled. You know, if you, if the glove does, if the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit in that uh, bull crap. You know, it just all unravels for the defense, well, for the uh, for the prosecution when they realized, oh my God, we've been court planting evidence we really didn't have to. Uh, so I, said, I think he was guilty of sin, but if I was on that jury because of what, I think the defense did prove that that the uh, the police planted evidence, I'd have I'd have voted innocent as well. Um, the jury had their mind made up before. They, yep. they, it was, That's they weren't going to vote him guilty. And it wasn't because they loved O.J. Simpson, but 
The cops in L.A. had been racist forever. They beat the living shit out of Rodney King. They got yeah, away with it. It bad times, exactly. So they went to trial. They got away with it, and it was just like a year earlier type of thing. You know what I mean? Firestorm. And it was yeah, like, you know exactly. what? This time, we're going to win. This time, we're yeah. going to screw you. You know, like, exactly. we're going to screw you in court. And like you said, every time the LAPD sat down, every one of the jury was just sneering at them, right? Like, and... Like I said, Marsha 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 Clark is an idiot. She's a twit. Christopher Darden's an idiot. He's the one that allowed the whole glove thing. It was his idea. Uh, Judge Ito was awestruck by Johnny Cochran and the dream team, the legal team, just steamrolled and did whatever the hell they wanted uh, throughout the trial. They, you know, the the jury, the jury like was was they weren't gonna convict. Like basically, it was it's yeah crazy, 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 crazy stuff, but. Yeah, you know, like I said, the Buffalo Bills could have just said no, <laughs> but nevertheless. Let me all right, George. Let so. me ask you a question. Let me uh, before we end this. Let me ask you one question. Do you think that when it, uh, when, when uh, OJ did in Vegas, when he was trying to get his memorabilia back with a gun or something like that, and he got a, a yep. harsh pr- prison sentence? Do you think he would have gotten that harsh a prison sentence if he didn't get away with the murder? No, nope. no. God no. No, right? So I think they made up for it somewhere. The, the justice system got him eventually. Because uh, that seemed to be a little ridiculous for what happened there, too, that he got that harsh a sentence. Uh, so I guess in some ways, I mean, it didn't work out, but in some ways, uh, I guess justice did prevail uh, as far did, as jail time is concerned. He ended up doing like 14 years. He did it quite a 13 yeah. years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he, he did a long stretch. Yeah. yeah for, murder, so, for murder, though, you would have got 25 to life, so you can't really say it's balanced. It's but, not yeah, perfect. It's not perfect, but at least they did perfect. get him. Yeah, but you he, know, got, he, he got, got yeah, something. He, for the memorabilia stuff, he got snow, snowballed. It was, uh, yeah, he should have done a couple years tops. tops. What, if he, what if he didn't do it? What, murder? What, are you kidding yeah, me, kid? What, Come on. what are the chat like? Uh... <laughs> really? Are, you, are we going? No, here? I think okay. he's guilty. No, I think he's guilty. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, let's, fleeing in the Bronco honest. alone meant you were guilty. Why else were you? Fl- I mean, uh, I don't remember what the excuses were. Why was he fleeing in the Bronco? What, what was that excuse? He was upset. Is that it? I, I, I don't know, George. The cops, uh, being a black man in America, I think that's pretty tough. I think I'd flee too, especially since <laughs> he was on the freeway <laughs> with <laughs> nine thousand cameras. What the hell were they going to do to him? This is hell, though. Gabe, you bring up. Oh, the they were. Point. They was, definitely were. It was a firestorm at times. It was a horrible area for racism. The Rodney King situation, the mass riots, the burning buildings, like. It was just one of the black community, like the white, white, oh, yeah, the that, black well, the icing on the and OJ, cake. And know what? OJ was the beneficiary of it. Let's call it out for what yeah. it is. It's he was right time, right to your place. But the, the icing on the cake really was Mark Furman. Because yeah, he was racist. the cop that found oh, the glove. God. And then they asked him, are you racist? He's like, no. Yeah. And they're like, are you sure? He's like, no. <laughs> and then they have tapes of him, like using yeah. racist language. <laughs> and it was done. Like, it was like, I mean, yeah, you're done. Like, you know what I mean? God, I remember David it, Wells, the Yankee pitcher, brought Furman into the clubhouse as a guest. What the hell are really? you thinking? Wow. Yeah. This is a big thing That's back when cool. Wells was there. Yeah, way to lose respect real quick. Dude, he's their, he's the lead crime analyst on Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that other chick, you said it, Gabe. Marsha Clark is like in my murder mysteries. She's doing her own side shows, right, where they bring oh, back yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. cases. Everybody survives. They all cash. Everyone survives. Yeah, they all cash. There's in. actually a television show now. Uh, I think it's called The Fix on Monday nights, which it, it's 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 marching. They're they're replaying this trial with OJ, but instead of a, a football player, it's a uh, an actor, a famous actor who committed a murder. Great, they end up committing two murders. Robert and how Blake. the trial goes, like that. Robert Blake's a big one too, right? I mean, 
God, uh, that I said, that that was surreal at that time. That trial and that uh, what was going on there, uh, it was surreal. But I, as Gabe said, and I agree, I don't think they were ever going to find him guilty. But the police and all their antics made it real easy. Yep. You know, it's crazy, too. The Buffalo Bills. So OJ's a Buffalo Bill. Um, the Oklahoma City Bomber was a hardcore Buffalo Bill fan. And uh, Look at that. Learn something new every day. You didn't know that? Yeah. That's what I had no idea. Off. No. Yeah. I don't think David Koresh likes sports, Gabe. No, no. David Koresh, no. McLeod. Just McLeod, like cheerleaders. Koresh liked the cheerleaders, but not, not the game. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, crazy, too. I, uh, because I read, about, I read about Timothy McVeigh, and it said how the Buffalo Bills made Timothy McVeigh snap. And I'm thinking, well, like, come on, a little harsh. Like, what? He blew up the yeah. Oklahoma City, you know, that, that, your team doesn't building win? because. Give me a but he really did. <laughs> like, it really was part of it. Like, there's no disputing it. I read the. It's nuts, guys. He loved the Bills. Like, loved the Bills. And he went to he went to Iraq. He came back from the war. His life sucked. He couldn't get a job. He was depressed. He was drinking. And all he had in his life was the Buffalo Bills. He took all of his money and bet on the Buffalo Bills against the Washington Redskins in that Super Bowl. Super Bowl? Oh, what a no. They lost. He lost all his money, became disenfranchised, and then blew the Oklahoma City building up. Now, I should note that he was was becoming more and more anti-government, you know, over the years, but... It was after that that he told someone, I'm done. I got nothing to live for. And, yeah, it was after that. Yeah, you, can, you guys can look it up. All right, George. So, are the Blues going to win the game tonight and go to the Stanley Cup? No Carlson. No Hartle. They didn't make the trip to San Jose. Pavelski's a yep. game-time decision. Game-time decision. Yep. I, I, maybe. Maybe you can muster everything up here. But uh, does anybody trust Martin Jones? Even if they were healthy, I wouldn't trust Martin Jones. It's in St. Louis. How can you pick San Jose unless you're a Sharks fan? I mean, really, how can will, you pick San Jose? I'll say this, George. Martin Jones, without him, the Blues would have won that game by, like, 12 goals the other night. That was straight up. Right. So he finally plays well in a game you lost anyway. Yeah. Uh, he he has to play. He probably needs to pitch a, what, either a shutout to give up one or two goals tonight. One or two goals. Now, I, 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 can't, uh, I can't see how this works out well. I think this could be a, uh, one of those avalanche games. St. Louis goes up early, and they start taking chances now, and all of a sudden, it is, everything just goes wrong for San Jose. I got St. Louis tonight. George Kurtz, Colonel Kurtz. Thanks, George. Later, Anytime, buddy. guys. A buck 80 George now, Kurtz. Gabe. Blues, a buck 80. That's too much. A lot of juice. Vandal's got 170 right now. That's Ooh, no, price. Like that. no price. No price. Crushed it last night. Both hand in. We'll see what we like on the other side. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. That's Pigeon Radio. 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 Pigeon Radio
video now for us. Uh, last night, a uh, nice night. Uh, we were hoping that uh, both me and Cam could find a way to win. We ended up going with the money line. We were talking about I'd rather lay 40 cents than minus two and a half. And it's a good thing that we did because uh, the yeah. Warriors end up winning by two points. And uh, two baseball, points. we go 0-2. We appreciate uh, Jesse's. That was a good one. I like that. I've always been a fan of Mr. Perfect as well as he imposed my face on Mr. Perfect's body <laughs> after our 3-0 and performance uh, last night. And I know you went 5-1 and uh, last night. So uh, good, uh, good job yeah. last night. Yeah, sorry, five and two, Gabe. I think uh, Arizona was a late play that I had that uh, lost, but still good money. And you know what the best thing is, Gabe? I put a parlay together. Since remember we were talking about bookies and parlays and superfectus, how much uh, bookies hate it. And then I go, you know what? I'm going to put together a little parlay. Ten dollars that won 150 bucks, and I did a twenty dollar one that almost won 600. Arizona, the only wrong game on it. So you know what, Gabe? What we're going to do? Practice what we preach. More parlays together because it's nice, man. Like I. Just, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's great when you have it. And I took a couple dogs at the plus one and a half just for the security, and uh, it won. So you wake up with an account, and it's got more money in it. Let's keep on building. Remember I told you, brick by brick. And uh, tonight, the Toronto Raptors, um, it's, it looks like it's getting up to three right now. Just hit three over three. at uh, FanDuel. Three, two, seventeen and a half. Wow. Crazy. It was 219, so it's come down as well. Some under money. Uh, coming in here in this in this spot. And, man, the Toronto Raptors aren't home dogs very often. Uh, and, in fact, they haven't been a home dog all year. So it's the first time, first and only time you're getting the Raptors getting points on their home court, now getting up to three points. I think a lot, and listen, uh, we talked about this game earlier in the day, and I guess like uh, 81% of the betting public are on the Milwaukee Bucks uh, tonight. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Bucks are 21 and one straight up after a loss this year. They've only lost back-to-back games once all season long. They're 18 and four against the spread in that situation. But you're not playing the Cleveland Cavaliers on a Tuesday night. Exactly. Uh, play the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs, and Kawhi Leonard started to creep free. Level two coming up. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. The news update from Game Time Decisions. Yes, thank you very much, Yang. I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy sports news update. Starting with the NFL, the New England Patriots veteran core not done yet. These guys want more. The Patriots have signed star receiver Julian Edelman to a two-year $18 million extension. That includes an $8 million signing bonus and a $12 million of guaranteed money. Cha-ching. Fresh off a Super Bowl MVP honor, the 32-year-old receiver gets a deal that will keep him in New England through the 2021 season. Edelman, remember, a former college quarterback with the Kent State Golden Flashes, landed with New England as a seventh-round pick in 2009. What a steal there. He is one of the NFL's best slot receivers, racking up 74 catches, 850 yards, and six touchdowns, not even after serving a four-game suspension to start last year. 
The Tampa Bay Bucks lost tackle Gerard McCoy yesterday, but they're nearing a one-year deal with former Rams star defensive tackle Ndamukong Sue, selected as a number two overall pick by the Lions back in 2010. Sue has been a monster in his pro career. He's 32 years old right now, started 142 games over nine years, recording 56 sacks, and he has three first-team All-Pro nods. Josh Jones of the Green Bay Packers wants out of the town. The safety's skipping voluntary workouts in hopes of being traded. This according to ESPN. Jones' future was thrown into question after the Pack acquired Adrian Amos from the Bears, and uh, right now it looks like he is going to leave. We talked about the Buffalo Bills story with Kurtz. Yes, yes, for the first time in more than four decades, the Bills have... Uh, issued O.J. Simpson's number 32 to another player, running back Sonoris Perry, who joined the Bills after spending two seasons with Miami, has been wearing O.J.'s number 32 in off-season workouts. O.J. says he's got no issue with it, but he probably does, giving out the famous number. Simpson was a monster with the Bills, winning four rushing titles with them from 1969 through 1977. More bad news for the beat-up Sharks. We talked about this one, Game 6 of the Western Final going down in St. Louis tonight at 8.30. Sharks are going to be without star defenseman Eric Carlson. He's got a groin injury. Talented forward Thomas Hurdle, he's banged up. And uh, one of the team leaders and best players, Joe Pavelski, he's going to be a game-time decision for the Sharks. Blues laying a buck 75 in this game, total 5.5. And, and St. Louis leads the series 3-2. to two. They go to the Stanley Cup final with a win. Boston's waiting. They're the favorites to win it all at minus 150 right now. NBA news. Blazers are toast. Game's going to get paid, though. Damian Lillard will become eligible for a Supermax contract extension this summer if he's named to one of uh, an, uh, an all-star NBA team, and the Blazers are anticipating to oblige him. The two sides are expected to come to terms on a four-year, $191 million Supermax extension. The point guard a lock for an all-NBA nod after averaging 25.8 points and 6.9 assists in the regular season of play. But uh, he was banged up in the playoffs big time. Lillard turns 29 this summer. He has two years and 62 mil remaining on his existing deal with the Blazers. As we mentioned, NBA playoff action tonight, a big one in Toronto. The Raptors hosting the Bucks, 830. The Bucks are laying three in this game now, total down to 217 and a half. Bucks minus 160 money line. Raptors plus 140. Also, Milwaukee leads the series 2-1. to one. Updated series price, Bucks minus 600. Raptors plus 400. Western Conference winner Golden State going to their fifth straight NBA final. They are minus 240 to win it all. As we mentioned, 14 games on the board in the MLB tonight. The St. Louis-Kansas City game has now been postponed due to some bad weather. Early start time. We got a 6-10 start, guys, if you want to get your bets in there. Oakland at Cleveland. The Tribe are laying minus 130 in that game. Total 8.5. Bassett versus Bauer. Three more at 7.05. New York Yankees laying 265 at Baltimore. Over under 9.5. Herman and Kashner. Colorado is minus 125 at Pittsburgh. 7.5 is your over under. Marquez versus Archer. And good news, the game's in Pittsburgh. Coors Field today ravaged by a snowstorm in late May in Colorado. So they wouldn't have been able to play in Colorado. But the game is in Pittsburgh. Philadelphia at the Cubs. Cubs minus 147 and a half. Eflin and Cantana and 707. Boston minus 145 at Toronto. Eight and a half. Rodriguez versus Stroman. As we mentioned, that uh, early game, St. Louis, Kansas City postponed due to weather. We'll go over the whole baseball board in the next update there. There's 14 games on the sched. Updated hockey action. Uh, uh, double IHF World Hockey Championships. Canada blanking the USA three to nothing. But both teams advance. Canada winning the division. 
USA finishing fourth in the group. The top four teams advance. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. We're in hour two. Thanks for George Kurtz for coming on the show, and we'll break it down with Big Man on Campus a little bit later, go through the NBA game tonight. Stick around. Hour two, Red Heat and Rage Radio, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Let's roll back to live action, fellas. Game time decisions. Freddie Rage Radio continues. Toronto Raptors hope that their uh, postseason uh, continues uh, into the weekend as uh, they're down two games to one. They look to even the series. Uh, tonight uh, at two, then uh, they would go to Milwaukee for uh, for a game uh, five on Thursday. So either way, they're going to Milwaukee. The question is, will they be returning on Sunday? Sunday, 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 and Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sundays have been pretty good uh, to the Raptors. It was a Sunday they night that been. Kawhi hit that shot. Um, the following Sunday, this past Sunday, uh, they 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 outlast and survive against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but it seems as if, though, people just don't believe in the Raptors. There's concern about Kawhi Leonard and his health uh, right now. But the fact of the matter is, Cam, you know, we talked about this during the Joel Embiid stuff. And every day, oh, Joel Embiid had this, Joel Embiid had that. Um, you know, you wouldn't know it. I talked about this yesterday. If Kawhi Leonard had malaria, they, they wouldn't tell us, right? The guy's going to play sure. through the pain. And, uh, you know, it's it's a will to win uh, right now, except I knew the Raptors were going to win on Sunday. It wasn't easy, but I knew they were going to win on Sunday. There wasn't a doubt in my mind that they were going to win on Sunday. Tonight, it's, it's you know, there's it's not it's I can't nice, lie sir. to you. I can't lie to you and say that there's not a doubt in my mind that they're, they're going to win. Because subconsciously, even though you're professional athletes, and I heard Steve Kerr talk about this last week. So I think he, you know, you know, I'm I, I've never been up to nothing in the in the conference finals, but um, Steve Kerr was saying it's just human nature. Subconsciously, you're up to nothing. You've already beaten this team twice in the last like four days or whatever. That you think, you know, we're better than them. You know, we've just beaten them twice. We beat them pretty easily. We're not even playing that well. And we're beating them. So it's just sort of human nature. Plus, Toronto is very, very desperate. Milwaukee aren't going to be taking anything for granted tonight. You know what I'm saying, Cam? Tonight, we're going to get a yep. big counter punch from the Milwaukee Bucks. You know the Greek Freak's going to try to get going early tonight. Yeah, but I still think uh, the Raptors are being disrespected. Uh, they're the home team. They're getting three points instead of laying three points. I think it's a discrepancy. I think people look at the Raptors' past. Also, in that game, Lowry fouled it early. A lot of things, uh, you know, could have even gone better for the Raptors in that game. So, you know what? I think it's a good bet tonight. I am a little bit scared, too, Marenzi. But the one thing that really stands out to me is the series price. I think it's insane that Milwaukee is minus 600. I talked to Billy the Doorman about it today. I said, what would you make the line at? He said the same thing to me, minus 320, 340. Well, it's almost double that. It's 600. And now you get the Raptors at plus 400 or 410. And you know what? If they win tonight, that's going to change everything, too. It's worth a play, Gabe. We talk about the futures market. This is where you buy the stock. I'm getting in at plus 400, and hopefully we'll have a situation where we can make money. FanDuel has plus 430. Even better, Plus Gabe. 430. It's crazy. Even better. Crazy. It's way out of whack. 
you said, watch what happens tonight. Raptors win tonight. Suddenly the Bucks are going to be like minus 200 in the morning only. Thank you. Said it. All right, we'll break down this Buck and Raptor game. Coach Nick's going to step up and in. Uh, me and Ranieri spoke to him earlier this morning. We've got numbers for the NBA Finals as well. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you very much, Yang. Yang. Game time decisions, level two. Continues. Just fired off a poll question. Who you got tonight? We the North, Fear the Deer. Toronto Raptors plus three. Milwaukee Bucks minus three. Raptors plus 138 money line. Bucks minus 162 money line. Uh, we'll see what uh, the Rageaholics have to say uh, about uh, this. And it's interesting, Cam. It's sort of a situation where if if I was laying three points, yeah, I'm not a fan of the minus 160, minus 162, but these games are close. It could be close. And, you know, for me, I'll be looking at the Raptors plus three and the Raptors money line. It'll be one of the uh, let's let's play two. Let's split it in two plays tonight. Yeah, it's kind give of me like the three and give me the money line. It's what I did with Portland last night, Gabe. And uh the line went down to two and a half. I got Portland earlier at three and a half, in, and I bought the half point to four. And you know, that game, Golden State at one point could have won by four. It looked like Portland was going to win exactly as you predicted. Then Golden, Portland was killing them, and then Golden State came back. When you're dealing with games this close and numbers are sharp, usually in an NBA game, you're like, eh, three points, two points. I'll just money line it. Thank God I put more on the spread than the money line. We both won. This is the difference. And we talk about where gambling changes. Numbers are get sharper. You, it's not a, you said it. It's not a Tuesday night game versus the Cavs at the end. Foul, foul, foul. Usually comes down to a last shot, crazy things. The games are decided between one and four points. So you know what? Uh, I'm with you. I think it's a, a time if you could take points, take them and a little sprinkle. So if you want to do a unit bet, maybe you know 70, 30 percent or 75, 25, however you want to play, whatever your style is, uh, it's something I would recommend than just going all in on the money line. I'm looking over at uh, covers.com right now. And uh, their consensus is 50-50. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's 50% Bucks, 50% Raptors. Crazy. Usually, I thought, I would have thought, even with uh, people, like, supporting the Raptors, I thought it would be probably 65, 35 bucks or 60, 40. I thought more people would think Greek freak bounce back. You know what I'm saying, Gabe? They seem to be a more trendier team with the betting public, I would think. But... uh, Oh, it's interesting. It's 50, moved 50. to 51% now, 51% bucks. 53% yep. on the under as opposed to the over uh, here tonight. Listen, two of the last three games have gone over the number, yet it took overtime for, for the last one again. Well, double overtime, but yep. it took overtime to get there. And in game two, it just squeezed over in garbage time. It wasn't getting there, and it sort of did. You know, if you had the over, you were lucky. There was a lot of yeah. late garbage points. A couple of late baskets yeah. went in. It got you there. Um, game one went under. Listen, the Raptors, 
the lower scoring the game, the better it is for the Raptors. It's sort of I correlated. I you know, agree. the Raptors aren't built to win this game 118-117. You know what I mean? No. It's not. It's they want to grind out. Yeah. 99-96 type of thing. Yeah, if the game stayed in the high 90s, advantage Raptors or low 100s. You're right. If it, if it goes to like a buck 15 plus, uh, that's probably a Milwaukee way. They want to run and gun a little bit more with the Greek freak. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this about the Raptors defense, Gabe. Expect Giannis to go into the lane a hell of a lot more. He looked like he stalled a lot of the time. That's due to the good defensive Kawhi. But he knows if I'm Milwaukee's coach, I just say, listen, you're going to get every call, Giannis. Next to LeBron, you are the NBA. Just go into the Raptors. We'll call it. Like, you'd be a stooge not to go in. And that's what I worry about tonight. Giannis being very aggressive and getting Raptors into foul problems, which is probably going to happen. Yeah, I can't. Um, it's, it's a good call, Cam. Thanks. Yeah, it's a very, very good call. I can't, I can't dispute that. Now, one thing that we should note, uh, one thing that we should note is Giannis really struggling at the free throw line, Cam. And he sure is. If I'm, if I'm the Raptors, I'd rather have him on the line than and, and having him hit one out of every two, like 50% or so, than him dunking on me and getting a free two and a, and a free free throw after, right? I agree. I agree. And another point is, it's kind of like um, Hakashak Jr. He is better that way, but big, tall men in situations like that, you're right. Why would you give him the e- easy points with any contact and go up for, you know, a three-point play? I'd rather, if you know you can get him early, foul him early before he even has a chance to make that basket and one and see if he can hit it there too. I'm not saying go out and foul him, but you're absolutely correct. Don't give him easy looks at the at, at the basket for easy shots because with any type of contact, he's going to be going up for three-point plays. I think it's something Nick Nurse and the Raptors really have to address tonight. I really like the way Norm Powell played. I'd like to keep Fred Van yeah, Fleet yeah. Off, the floor, off the floor as much as we can. Uh, don't Nothing against the man. You know, he seems like a great guy. It's just... He just looks lost out there, and his confidence is at a nil. So other guys are going to have to step up, too. You know, it's funny, actually. There's some sort of thought. You know, we talked about this with Coach Nick a little bit about if the Raptors should change their starting lineup and and get Powell some more minutes right now. You know, Powell is capable. You know, Powell has shown that, you know, under pressure he can play. The thing with Powell is it's a focus issue. He's, like, too much of a nice guy. And, like, I, I don't know, like, he doesn't have a killer instinct and stuff, but if you get him going, he can contribute. Now, I'm not saying, yeah. you know, I don't know if you start him. Coach Nick would like to shake up the lineup and have Ibaka on the floor. And, you know, we'll, we'll hear what Coach Nick has to say. You know, Norman Powell was a difference maker the other night, man. You know, like the Raptors' strength was their bench all year long, and it's been a weakness uh, in the postseason. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to contribute. It doesn't matter who it is. Like if we can get it, you know what I mean. If Van Fleet can score nine points tonight, I mean, he did hit a very big three the other night. He did, and about, I'll give him credit. About freaking time, but it was, it was. they needed that <laughs> shot, and it went in. Yeah, it was finally um, an open look that he hit. But Gabe Powell looks differently to me, and you know this. You're watching the game intensely. You're at the game. Norm Powell, yeah, you're right. The nice guy complex. But you saw him the other game when he got pushed from behind. The foul call, like he had an edge to him, like he wanted to fight somebody, and I really liked it. Like, because he, yeah. he wasn't the same friendly Norman Powell. Yeah, he gets it. Like, I was a big factor when we beat the Bucks the year before in the playoffs, right? And he was, he, and now he understands, God, if these other guys aren't going to step up, the hell, I'm going to have to do it. And I really like his uh, clutch clutch play when he, when he really, really needs to. And I think he could do it again. He looks very confident in stressful situations. Um, 
the the officiating crew tonight: Kane Fitzgerald, uh, Josh Tiven, James Capers, and Ken Maurer. Um, Capers. Hey, we're gonna have Capers. Hey, Capers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's let's look up and uh, we'll see here. All right, NBA. Uh, it's actually important to check the referees, man. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the Raptors. Well, I'm glad. I just I'm glad I don't see yeah. Scott Foster here. Oh yeah, exactly. Or Ed Malloy. All right, Kane Fitzgerald. Kane Great Fitzgerald. Name. Yeah, I like Great that name. name, huh? Kane. Uh, home. Ooh, I like this, Ken. I like this. Home teams are 40 and 31 with Kane Fitzgerald as the referee. Doesn't like to get booed by the fans. Ooh. Uh, F you, uh, Raf. F you, Raf. He's like, oh, come on, man. Come on. Nice. Come on. I'm Kane What's the other chat fans do now? Refs, you suck. Refs, suck. you suck. Refs, you suck. Raf, you suck. Yeah, a lot of originality there. I'm a fan of the college one. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I know. I like, see, I like that, too. Bullshit. And the colleges hate that one. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know. But it's the best because it's just like, like, screw you, Raf. It's kind of like, wow. Like, it's not mean enough. Bullshit. It's got like an edge to it. It's like, yeah, yeah. I like it. And it goes really well with booze, too. Like the infused drunk BS chant is, uh, yeah, it's an amazing chant. I'm with you. <laughs> Way better than the rep chant. A um, lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on both teams coming Correct. into tonight. I think the I think this game plays to the lower side, I got to believe. And like, like I said, it's yeah, it's kind of correlated. You know, if Milwaukee plays well, then, you know, Milwaukee wants to score 110, 115 points or so. But I don't think they can score that much. I don't think they will. Um, mm. I think the Raptors slow it down a little bit. Yep. It, it's going to be a battle, man. This It's not game seven, but I think it has a game seven feel to it. Well, yeah, it, it will have it a sort game of seven does. feel. Because if the Raptors lose tonight, they're toast. Like, there's no way you're coming back and playing two road games in Milwaukee and winning them both. It's not happening. You, it, it is a must-win imperative game that they win tonight. Other guys in the team, best you say, Gabe, they have to win. They win this game, they got a chance to win the series. You lose, you're done. Very simple. Gotta love the playoffs. playoffs? Every game, uh, every game is the biggest game until the next game. <laughs> Very it's true. The biggest game in franchise history. Sunday, yeah, oh, right. it's the biggest game tonight, and then Thursday, and then Sunday. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Have you guys been riding the Tommy Estella train at MLPFS? After years of sitting on the bench in the Cubs dugout, he's been getting a chance to play full-time for the Angels. With another three-for-four night last night, he's been helping you get paid nightly. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth DailyRoto.com lineup optimizer user to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become one of the countless number of people of won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyDoroto.com, you're doing it wrong. 
Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. You'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions of DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package. Roto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY. You get a special percent discount today. Uh, our poll question is out there on Twitter, at SportsRage. Who you got tonight, We the North or Fear the Deer? Raptors plus 3, 26%. Milwaukee Bucks minus 3, 30%. Toronto Raptors money line plus 138, 29%. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks money line minus 162, 14%. Uh, so uh, 30% Bucks uh, minus 3, 29% Toronto Raptors money line. And the game could be close. I'll take the three just for a little bit of insurance here, Cam. But the reality of the situation is even late in the game, Covering does nothing for the Raptors. You know what I mean? No. No, they got to win the This is like game. all or nothing, <laughs> foul to the end. So the 3 might not come into play, uh, honestly, unless they lose like a heartbreaker, buzzer type of stuff. But that's what I like about the money line here. The Raptors are showing up to win this damn game. <laughs> you know what I mean? They need to win the game. You're getting plus 138 with a desperate team that's now uh, 39-11 and 11 on their home court this year. Only lost 11 home games, playoffs included, all season long. They haven't been a home dog all year long, Cam. The last time they were a home dog was last year when they got swept by uh, Cleveland. In the meltdown, they got seven points at home in one yeah. of the games, and it was a push. Yeah. Yeah. They lost by seven. It ended up being a push. It was frustrating because they were covering, and it ended up being a push in the end. Um, yep. After that, they were an underdog once last year at home to Houston. So, like, they, they don't get points. They've never gotten points this year at home all year, so... First time all season that the Raptors are a home underdog. I think uh, I think the number's wrong, even, even if they don't win. It's just one of those things that uh, people just assume the Bucs are going to battle back. I love the way they play defense on Giannis, too. I'm really worried that he gets the benefit of almost every call tonight, too. So they're going to have to be really, really, the, the form they use, Gabe, keep the arms up straight. Don't lean into them. Don't make any extra contact because... Stars get calls. This is the this, this is the National Basketball League, and it's a real problem. And the other thing is, well, yeah, oh, it's more than frustrating. It's almost like it feels like it's a movie script half the time, but it bothers me because Kawhi Leonard is a certified star, yet he gets draped on and gets less calls than other stars. Maybe it's the he way he plays. Complain. Yes, he doesn't complain. Maybe it's the way he attacks the basket. I, I don't know what the hell it is, but, yes, it has a lot to do with not complaining. It would be nice if he got some damn star calls at home. And I found it interesting, Gabe, too, when I was looking at the statistics of fouls. You look at any other game in the postseason, home teams get way less foul calls. The Raptors still had more foul calls than Milwaukee. You know, what do I have to I'm say? Looking at, I'm looking at Kane Fitzgerald's numbers now. So home teams are 40-31-1 against mm-hmm. the spread uh, in Kane Fitzgerald referee games. Uh, pretty high discrepancy with the total with this guy. 38-24, and 24 actually. Which what, is amongst over? NBA refs, yeah, yeah. That no, what does that mean? Lots of fouls, probably stopping. Yes, your clock. and as I dig in here, and on this show is the only place you're going to find this out. But him and Nick Nurse got into it in the G League in 2010. <laughs> Not cool. I hope it's I hope it's all forgiven. Maybe a Christmas. Yeah, I hope. Uh, yeah. Hey, like hey, Kramer no, says, yeah, it's okay. I hope it's water near a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nurse is nah, kind of a weird. Yeah, uh, uh, he's he's an interesting cat. I don't know. Is he the so type this of guy? guy to forgive? 
<laughs> this guy, Fitzgerald, the referee, is also the first guy and the only guy ever to kick LeBron out of a game. Ooh, I like that, though. That, that, that's, yeah. that, that's in the pro call. So, the more I'm digging here, yeah. He's guy's actually... You know what that saying, sounds hey, like? An, yeah, an he leads, guy, Gabe. He's a big technical foul guy. If you mouth off, you get a T with this guy. Ding dong. Yeah, we're all over it, Gabe. We're all over it. I already we we didn't have to go to school for a psychology course. We could just break down the NBA referee friends, and we'll tell you what type of guy he is. Yeah, yeah. I hope the Bucks are really mouthy tonight with him. <laughs> I hope so too. Like, man, 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 man. Give Giannis a call, man, yeah, man, man. Screw you, Fit. Hey, Fitz. This guy sounds Fitz. like this guy Kane sounds like he'd like Kawhi Leonard. No bitching. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hope so. That's a good call, Gabe. He likes his wife. Like, his, he likes it quiet at night. No talking. Hey, baby. I want to no I want to know the Raptors record with this game guy, though. I need to know oh, specifically. I see, Gabe. You're e, e, you Oh, this is what it. people tune in for. They, they need Deeper. information. Deeper. Keep digging. Information. We want information. Information. Kane Fitzgerald. So what do you do? Yeah, pop up Kane Fitzgerald record while refing Raptors. Will that work? Or let's uh, I don't go to the old box. It's got to be in some kind of database. Raptors uh, record. record. Kane Fitzgerald. Basketballreference.com. Nope. Nope. Just no, no. Just home, home, home away type stuff. But we we see all right. He's, he likes home teams. We know this. Yeah, you're right. Every NBA referee who issued LeBron James' first career ejection. I like that. Carl Anthony Towns ejected because of refs. Cheryl told a reporter about his elbow. He didn't like that. Right, I'm looking much. here. Deep league official. And NBA worst referees by uh, by survey. NBA players. He's not on the list. Good, good, good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah, he's not. He's not there. At least you know what I mean. That's the top three. At least he's not voted the top three. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the world we're in. Like, you go, Kane Fitzgerald record with Raptors or something. Like, it gives know, you nothing know, that you want. And that's another thing. Like, yesterday, I go, you know, there's a store, Gabe, because it was a national holiday, and I had to pick up some, uh, you know, some apple cider and a bottle of wine for, you know, I want to do something for a neighbor. Wasn't sure if Lisa was coming over. So I go, wine rack. They're like, how to make a wine rack. No, the store's called the wine rack, you moron. <laughs> like, the, like, honestly, computers, it's almost like they made my life miserable. I could have just figured it out myself, right? It just sent me on a damn goose chase all over everywhere. It's a bunch of joke. It's a joke. It's supposed to make life easier. It makes it more difficult. Anyway, this guy sounds all right. He's, if he's getting rid of LeBron James and Carl Anthony Towns for lipping off, uh, maybe it's a good start. You're right. One thing Kawhi doesn't do is bitch. He'll just give you a look, look like, what? Like, what, what are you doing to me here? You know? Type referee. Man, I'm, 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 I'm searching. I'm looking here. I told you, I, I've already given up. Like, I've, uh, you, you can keep on trying. Like, I tried every little column. Like, it's got to be in a database somewhere, but uh, that's why you can create your own database, Gabe, Mark Lawrence style. You know, you got to get the referee oh, call. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. No, dude, I don't let up, bro. I don't let up. That's why I'm better than them. Ooh, I like this one. The Raptors are seven and one in playoff games officiated by James Capers. Oh yeah, oh so Capers, Capers instead of Fitzgerald. It, okay, he's yeah, on the but crew. it's Capers and yeah, it's Capers and Fitzgerald. It's both of them. Okay, like they're the lead nice. refs. Seven and one, nice. Seven and one. 
That's think good. about this, Cam, though. We're only in May right now, and we're not even close to June. Let's just say, hypothetically, the Bucks win tonight, which I don't even like saying that out loud. But let's just say they win tonight. Mm-hmm. Then they win on Thursday. Yes. The NBA doesn't want to start their finals. Like, Golden State's already waiting. I know. They've got to get this to at least the weekend. Raptors win tonight, gets them to the weekend, and gets a game six guaranteed. Yeah. I'm Raptors are going to get calls tonight. They won't get pinched tonight. I'm telling That's you. What, the NBA you know, needs games on TV. Like, the, we might get screwed. They won't yeah. care. They'll want Milwaukee to win after. But, like I said, Toronto loses tonight. Suddenly, the the Warriors, the, 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 the Bucks win on Thursday. It's the last thing the NBA Finals wants to do is start this right now. They want to milk this some more. They want to get through this weekend and start to play off the finals next week and stuff. Way too early, man, for the NBA Finals to be starting. I'll tell you one thing. At the end of that Portland game, when they had that lead, you could tell the referees were almost frustrated when Portland started to go ice cold. Like, once Golden State <laughs> came back, you could see, because they almost... They're like, we're trying, guys. You're right. The refs are like, we're trying, guys. It felt like, that way. It's like, where's Leonard again? You were just hitting threes then. Brick, brick. Then you're looking, uh, Miles Turner, brick. I'm like, oh, my God. All you guys got to do is hit two out of these, like, ten shots. You'll still have an eight-point cushion. And then Golden State kept on coming back and coming back. And coming back. And after the referees kind of look at each other go, you know what? What are we going to do? These guys aren't doing... Like, and I'll tell you something. I don't want to rip it. You talk about, like, we're not professionals, uh, professional players or whatever. But I'll say Coach Terry Stotts, horrible, horrible offensive sets. Like, you're coming out there. Nobody's moving. The screen sucked. Like... I was looking at Portland going, really? This is what you're bringing to the table in a must-win game? Like, their offense with eight minutes to go in last game sucked ass. It was embarrassing. Like, I don't know why that team changes. They dominate early. They're moving. Things are great. And then all of a sudden, the minute they start getting in their heads, it's like, ah, everything's stationary. It's weird, man. They're a weird basketball team. And Golden State's like, thank you. (laughs) James Capers is 13th in the NBA in calling fouls. He's 13th in the NBA in calling fouls, uh, 14.55 uh, per 48 minutes. Uh, Fitzgerald's 15th, actually. So I see bad. why these guys get to the over, though, Cam. I mean, they're sort of in the middle, but there's some other dudes that just don't call fouls, like this ref Richardson, 11 fouls per game only. I like this right? guy. I like The high guy. end is Tony Brothers, 16.78 fouls yeah. per game. He's the worst. Tony Brothers? Yeah, he's a... He's a jerk. He's uh, a bad ref. Yeah, we listen, we don't want to make too much of the referees here tonight, but I do believe that a league like the NBA that is driven by television, we all know they don't want a quick series this year. No. I, 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 yeah. They want, um, I think they want this going into the weekend at least. All right, so listen, Coach Nick joined me and Joe Ranieri this morning. It's great stuff. Meatball breakdown. We talk about tonight's game. So we get uh, Coach Nick's perspective, and then we'll run through the board. Me and Cam on the baseball uh, game. Get into some basketball problems. Big man on campus will join us. And more Coach Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
So, guys, over at FanDuel, the Milwaukee Bucks are uh, laying two and a half points tonight at minus 110 on the road against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, looking to close out this series or at least uh, give themselves a, uh, a much better opportunity to close it out when they go home. They are uh, minus, I believe, 152 on the money line and an over-under of 216. So, uh, if you think the Bucks will close it out, well, the Raptors, they're plus 130 to force a game six. And will they be able to get it done at home tonight? Well, bottom line is no no matter which side you lay here, uh, there's an opportunity for you to profit. Put your money where your mouth is. Take a shot. Open up a sports wagering account with FanDuel, Jersey's largest sports book, by going to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You'll receive a free bet up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet up to 500 bucks when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You can call into the show, of course. With that winning wager, kind of walk us through what your mindset was. We'd always love to hear from you. Simply go to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, open your new account, and claim that free wager of up to 500 bucks today. I'm actually a little bit surprised. I'm looking at the numbers over at FanDuel. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks are minus 650 still to win this series. Pretty high. Like, mm. Yeah, you get Raptors plus 430, Joe, for a team. You know, the, the Toronto Raptors aren't, um, they're not just going to roll over. I think the Raptors are going to win this game tonight. Yet, you know, something's got to give. Uh, the Raptors, and the Raptors are a great home team. Um, and it just, it's not pretty, but they find ways, just like they did against Philadelphia in that game seven. They found a way um, on, on Sunday night again, seven days later again. Yet Milwaukee, we brought this up earlier, guys, an NBA best, 21-1 coming off a loss this year straight up. 21-1. They only lost back-to-back games once. 18-4 against the spread. But you brought it up earlier. Giannis is um, Giannis is getting a little bit frustrated. And mm-hmm. Kawhi's killing him, essentially. I mean... I mean, Giannis is having a real problem with Kawhi Leonard at one end, and at the other end, Kawhi seems to be breaking his will a bit, uh, Joe. When when you're that athletic and you're that good, it's almost like a boxer that he's not used to this. Like, it's like, wow, normally I'd knock the guy out by now. Like, the Greek freak, he's not himself in the paint. You can tell he's a little bit rattled. Kawhi is that good defensively, and... Say what you will about the Raptors, and yeah, Danny Green sucks shooting the ball right now with Ant Fleet and stuff, but they are like lockdown vice-like defense that a lot of players in the NBA haven't seen defense like this before. No, nope. well, and I don't listen. I don't trust Milwaukee, and I don't know where. I mean, it's all great what they did during the regular season, but this is going to be the most adversity they faced all year long. What happens if Toronto comes out, smacks you, and you're down double digits again in the first four minutes? Yeah, what and the crowds into it, and then first, Norman Powell yeah. even starts hitting shots off the bench. Right. Exactly. What do you do then? I mean, I, I watched Giannis, the supposed MVP of this league. I watched him get real small. I watched him. Yeah, it's great that he was getting rebounds, but I. I watched him pass up shot after shot. No confidence. Didn't want nothing to do with it. Was looking to pass it off. Um, if that guy shows up again tonight, yeah, let, let's see how they react then. Let, let's see how uh, what kind of minus 650 favorites they are once uh, once Giannis all of a sudden does have an everything go his way. One of the better bets in this series actually has been Giannis's rebound props, Joe. Yeah. I've been nailing it. He made 23 rebounds the other night. But stay away from the points. But uh, let's see, player rebounds tonight. Da, 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 it'll be, ooh. And that's yeah, the problem with these freaking props, man. Uh, 
Yeah, they adjusted. Game one, Joe, 11 and a half. Mm. They hit it. Game two, 12 and a half. Hit it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had 23 in game three. Yep, yep. Tonight, yep. prop, 14 and a half. There you go. Mm. And it's one of these deals where he probably gets there. But if he gets to 14, it's a bad bet, Joe. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. I've lost the value on this. Like I've And I lost money on this last week. I'm not doing it. Where Kawhi Leonard's prop is 31 and a half. It used to be 28 and a half. And they made a 31 and a half on the road. He finished with 31. No I knew it was a bad that. number. I It was not a good number. Yep. No shame in uh, in passing and realizing the value is uh, it's not there anymore. And it seems to be his go-to thing. Like, if he's not scoring, he's going to get the re- – he should. I mean, he's the most athletic dude on the court. He should be getting those rebounds. But they're not going to win because Giannis has got 23 rebounds. That's not why they're going to win. I mean, if he's got 23 rebounds and 12 points again, they lose this game. And I wish I was there again tonight, but we can't be everywhere uh, mm. everywhere at once. As the you know the atmosphere and the you know the feeling in the series, the momentum, it yeah. can change in a hurry, Joe. As you stated, Raptors come out hot tonight. They win this game. Suddenly, the pressure's on Milwaukee. You're the one seed. You're the ones that just had a two nothing lead. Yep. Right? The pressure's not on, on Toronto now. Now the pressure becomes on Milwaukee. You know, all year long, the strength of Toronto Raptors basketball team was the bench. Now, the bench got a little bit depleted because they traded uh, DeLon Wright, Jonas Valanciunas uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. Um, Pascal Siakam, Joe, was the star of the second unit. Right. He became a starter. Mm-hmm. Right, so suddenly the bench is their bench sucks. <laughs> like, let's just be real. Like the yeah. Raptors bench is basically like, oh god, let's just hope for the best. Put Norman Powell out there, and if he hits a shot, he might be good. If not, sit him down. Van Fleet's terrible. Give him three minutes, and if he hits a shot, we'll leave him out there. But it's really hold your breath and hope for the best when you throw these guys out there. But it goes to show. When they get 19 from Powell, you know, what, what it brings to the table. And some people wondering if the Raptors should tweak things a little bit and insert Powell into the lineup and go smaller. They've had success going smaller in this series. Let's bring in uh, Coach Nick B-Ball breakdown uh, right now. Coach, uh, me and Joe, it's always a pleasure, sir. Me and, me and Joe are just talking about Raptors Bucks tonight and how how they approach this, how Milwaukee responds after – after the loss, they've been very good. And what adjustments uh, the Raptors need to make moving forward here? Coach, what do you make of uh, game four tonight, a pivotal game four? Yeah, well, it was a great game three, although there was some real questionable stuff going on with the coaching on the Raptors side, and they still pulled it out. Uh, we need more Norman Powell. I said it after game two. I laid it all out for them, and they did it. That was great. We need, obviously, Kawhi Leonard guarding Giannis. It was a game changer and totally made Giannis a lot less aggressive. And, it, it, you know, it basically got him in his head. He was, he was sort of just not a factor. Um, and and we need less Danny Green. I mean, anything we can do to get less Danny Green is good with me. So what do you do, Coach? So you need less Danny Green, but we also have a problem uh, with Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. So where do where do they go to guard position? I mean, they put Joe Meeks in for a couple of minutes. You know, you, can you play with one guard? How do you do this with Kyle Lowry? Like, if you're the Raptors, how do you approach this? Like, you've just got to pray that Green or Van Fleet can give you something. 
Right. Well, you know, Green isn't going to give you that lead guard play anyway. And so it is man of the lead. And he was okay. He hit a huge yeah. three, you know, so that was good. And so that's positive. So something is there. I wish I understood what was really wrong with him because, man, is he a really good player. And he's been good in the, you know, a year ago, he was great. So they're going to have to ride man of the lead, give him those probably 20 some minutes at least, you know, to, to give Lowry some rest. Uh, I want to see Ibaka in those lineups without green. So if you can picture the starting lineup with Ibaka instead of green, go big. Um, I think I'm interested to see that lineup. I know when Ibaka and Gasol are in there, it really can, it's been a game changer for them as well. So yeah, they take up a lot else. of room. Let's try that. All right, before I throw it over to Ranieri here, just lastly, uh, you said, so there's been some question marks with Nick Nurse. You know, listen, he's a rookie coach. He's going through some growing pains. My issue with him has been, a well, the rotations are one thing, but... There's been a couple of blowouts, Coach. There was one against Philadelphia, and he took the starters out, but he put them back in. And and then, then the other night against Milwaukee, they're down by 22. They sort of battle. They get down by 12. No one in the room really ever thought they were coming back. If these guys are gas, I just I don't understand why he's played his starters so much and a couple of times when he hasn't had to. But what's been the biggest beef with you and Nurse that stuck out the most? Okay, well, one thing was they were up by two with 37 seconds left in the for, in the regulation, and they didn't go for a two-for-one. And part of the reason why they didn't is because they don't really have great out-of-bounds plays. And in my you're opinion, right. and it's a little bit radical, if you're in that situation, because what happened was they, they ran the clock down, burnt up a terrible three by Van Vliet that had to be hurried, and then the Bucks come down and just about win it on a three in transition, and then they ended up tying it. So that was the problem. There's another time when they had a timeout left in one of the overtimes, and the other team, uh, the Bucks hit a free throw, and there was like a discussion of whether or not to take a timeout versus like letting them go up the court to win the game, but there is no letting him go. The free throw was made. The defense is position it's a timeout and yet there was like a 10 12 seconds of like indecision before they did that that's just weird and strange and they need to clean that up coach let me ask you too i mean the toronto's half course defense has been just unbelievable yet i keep hearing this narrative people keep telling me about how milwaukee's had all of these amazing open look shots that they haven't they haven't hit am i missing so is milwaukee getting that that quality of a look here on their shooting um or is that just is that being overblown i think it's overblown and we've been charting the half court offense of the bucks all throughout the playoffs they must have been really, really good in the Detroit series because I've seen a number of games in the Sixers series uh, in the second round and then in this round where they're just terrible. Their points per possession on their half court in game three was like .747, which is like all-time terrible. They are best in transition. They push the ball because when they run their half their half court five-out set, they're not generating great looks, and the Raptors are able to contain that with no problem. And with this uh, addition or the adjustment of Kawhi guarding Giannis, it's really like they can't get anything going in the half court. Half of it is the defense, but the other half is just their offense. Just There's a lot of sort of standing around in stagnancy. You try and get it. Okay, now you try and go, and then I'll try and go. No off-ball uh, off screens. And uh, it's a real problem in this at this level. In the regular season, no problem. They're a great half-court team, but not against the top of the top. What do you think happens tonight, Coach? Wow. Um, I don't know. You know I Milwaukee, like just for the record, they're 21-1 and one off a loss this year. 
The Bucks are? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a it's a toss-up. I'd like to say the home team has the advantage. They're coming off a win, but man, they kind of, nobody wanted to take control of that game, and everyone had a chance to just take it and didn't. Um, I guess I'm going to go with the Raptors only because I just kind of wish this this series would go a little bit longer because obviously this one goes to the Bucks. It's over. Probably was is going to be over in game three. The Bucks had a couple of great chances. So um, I'm going to just go with the Raptors, but I'm, I'm not feeling great. I'll give my 70, 70% chance. Coach Nick Debo. Yeah. Get the ball to Leonard Moore in the post. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, they blew it once where they had, they were putting, for some reason, they wouldn't put Middleton on him. I know he had five, but it was the end of the game with like 30 seconds left, and they were putting Brogdon on him. Brogdon on yeah. him, And then they would try and throw it in from Gasol on a bad angle. They couldn't get it in the low post. So if they can clean that up uh, and then get it to him down there, for sure, uh, he'll he'll feast. You know what's mm-hmm. crazy is it's been a problem, and it was a problem going back to the Dwayne Casey days. And I remember you and I used to uh, speak about Casey, Coach. Rappers out of timeouts. Always been a problem. Out of timeouts. It's been the same problem like under Nick Nurse uh, this year as well, specifically in the playoffs too. Yeah, they went to ISO Kawhi after that timeout. They finally took after that free throw. And you'd think maybe they'd run a little pick and roll, get a switch, get a better advantage for Kawhi. They didn't do anything. And then Marcus all wanders up to the free throw line in his way where he would want to have gone. So, yeah, they're, it's a mess. And I don't, I would think that like the first year coach, the out of timeout plays are the ones where he'd be so excited to get into and really design them up and have them run them. He's got a veteran team, but uh, he's been less than stellar throughout the regular season anyway. And uh, we just keep seeing more of the same in the playoffs. Man, I even saw Kawhi Leonard turn it over out of it timeout he threw it away like it's it's uncanny all right we got to get out of here coach thanks for joining us on short notice it's always a pleasure we'll definitely speak before the nba finals you got it thank you coach nick bballbreakdown.com thanks to bob nightingale usa today for joining us joe ranieri miami florida good stuff joe i think me and joe are both on the raptors tonight yeah man raptors been the first time they've been underdogs all year long i'm not passing that up other than that you're on your own we'll see you at four may the winners be yours Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Coach Nick uh, for joining us. I just tweeted out a picture of uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's aboard the uh, the Raptor bandwagon uh, now, Cam. Welcome aboard, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, we got Dabo Sweeney and we got Snoop Dogg. I'm down like with it, it, Gabe. And I got breaking well, I like, news. I like, yeah. We're starting to get some news. cool, cool, cool fans now. Dabo Sweeney. Damn right. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's. Snoop Dogg's decked out. He's got a Kawhi jersey. He's got the Toronto Raptor tracksuit on. He's in Perfect. Toronto tonight. I guess he's going to be at the game. And uh, he took a picture in front of the Kawhi, the Kawhi Leonard. There's a big mural in downtown Toronto, Kawhi Leonard. And um, looks this a different one. I actually took a picture of it. I'll post it. It's way cool. It's on Queen Street. Somebody painted it on the wall of Kawhi in yep. the shot. Uh, but he, uh, I just retweeted it. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Um, a pimp in the Raptors uh, right now. So he's worn Montreal Canadian gear before. He, he, you know, yeah. he shakes it up a little bit. But 
He does. You said Dabo Sweeney, too. So what's the breaking news? Uh, 49ers first round pick, second overall pick, Nick Bosa, hurt at OTAs today, pulled hammy. We know he missed uh, some time in high school, Gabe, and a lot of time at Ohio State. They don't know the severity of the injury, and you know Jimmy Garoppolo's coming back, but uh, who knows what's going to happen. Remember what happened with Reuben Foster. This isn't going to be obviously season ending, but uh, not a good start. Uh, hamstrings could be very delicate. So Nick Bosa, 49ers first round pick, the second overall pick, hurt at OTAs today at San Francisco. You know, we were talking about uh, we were talking about Nick Bosa and that social media stuff before. And, you know, I was talking to an NFL player. Slips my mind uh, who it was uh, right now. My bad. Uh, but um, he basically stated that, you know, NFL players, they're not really going to care about what Nick Bosa thinks or what he tweeted mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But he also said, you know, we're also not going to care when maybe at the end of a pile that we fall on his knee or something. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's got to like, worry about black guys on his team respecting him. It's it's what Richard Sherman said. We don't care. Like if you're if you're going to be a good player and you bring it, and you're you're not a problem in the locker room. Cool. But the minute this idiot doesn't live up to expectations or do any of this stuff, it's going to be a big problem, Gabe. And they will turn on him. So, you know what I mean? If I was a black guy on the team, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. That's just me, though. Knowing that you might be playing with a guy with views like that, eh. yeah, I don't I like know. it. That's the NFL. I mean, I think a lot of players have blacked out views uh, in international football league. But I don't know. Maybe a little karma is going to catch up to post at some point in time maybe. or another. Just a-